I'll read the words of institution where the Apostle Paul said, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And it's my great privilege to invite you, all of you who are in Christ, who have made a profession of faith and have been baptized upon your profession of faith, and if you are a member in a local church of like faith, a member in good standing, I invite you to come and participate in the Lord's Supper. And briefly, three things that we remember about the Supper, and we state it this way in our confession of faith. We remember its origin. It's from our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a gift and a means of grace from our ascended Lord Jesus Christ that he instituted while he was on earth. It's not the pastor's idea. It's not the deacon's idea. It's not this church's idea. Our Lord Jesus instituted this meal and has given it to us. The supper of our Lord Jesus was instituted by him the same night wherein he was betrayed. That's how we confess it. Second, we remember its perpetuity, the fact that it goes on and is to be observed in his churches unto the end of the world. And part of what we do in this supper is we look ahead to the return of Christ and we long for the day we will drink of this cup anew with him in the kingdom. And third, we remember its purpose. When we partake of this bread and wine, it is a declaration. We are declaring, and it is for the perpetual remembrance and showing forth of the sacrifice of himself in his death. We are declaring in this meal, Christ died for sinners. His body was broken. His blood was poured out for us. It's also a confirmation. It's for the confirmation of faith of believers in all the benefits thereof. The preached word is the ordinance of God wherein God produces that faith and life in you. Think about that as a a baby being begotten, a baby being born. It's given life. But that's not the end of that baby's life. It's just the beginning. And God uses preaching to strengthen and nourish us to glory. He also uses the Lord's Supper for our spiritual nourishment and growth in Christ. It's a picture of our union with Christ. And it confirms our faith. It also is a confirmation of our commitment to Christ and our further engagement in all duties that we owe to Him. We are committing to Christ. This is my Lord whose body was given for me, whose blood was shed for me. We are declaring this when we partake of the Lord's Supper. I encourage you to commit yourself wholly to Him in it. It's also a bond and pledge of our communion. Communion with Him, with Christ. As much as we eat this physical bread, we have eaten the very flesh of Christ by faith. He is our bread. He is our life. And Jesus said, if you don't eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, then you don't have eternal life. He's speaking of this spiritually. We have spiritually eaten of Him by faith. We've spiritually drunk of Him who is our life by faith, and this is a picture of that. 
It's communion with Him, and that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 16, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a communion in the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not a communion of the body of Christ? As you eat and drink by faith, you are communing with Christ. He is communing with you spiritually. This body is for you. This blood was given for you, and you're in Christ. It's a reminder of that. But it's not just communion with Him. It's a reminder of our communion with each other. You take the most immature, the most sinfully flawed, the most annoying Christian in this building. If somebody comes to your mind, somebody that you struggle to get along with, you might be that person to somebody else, and I might be. You're united to Christ, and so are they. You're united to each other. And in the supper, we're called to this communion in Christ with each other. In peace and in genuine love and receiving of one another in Christ. And that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 17, after talking about the communion in the body and blood of Christ in the supper, he says, For we, though many, are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that bread. This is a pledge that we together as the covenant community of the church in this particular church are united to one another and we stand as one body in Christ and we give thanks and praise to Him.